Hello everyone and welcome back to Poldark Podcast. We are a podcast dedicated to the discussion and analysis of the show Poldark. My name is Rita, I live in the UK and I blog at Princess of Poldark and I tweet at Rita Bites. My name is Delinda, I live in France and you can find me on Tumblr at British Liso and on Twitter at Delinda Dia. Hi, this is Michelle. I'm in the United States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses. That's Poldark Muses with three M's. And on Twitter, you can find me at Musings, M-M-M-U-S-I-N-G-S. And you can find all of those links up on our blog. We're going to start with an episode summary that I hoped would be shorter, but just ended up being super long. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> A lot of things happened. Let's let's kick this thing off. 204 yeah. started with um, the area swarming with red coats trying to crack down on smuggling. Ross is trying to dig a gigantic tunnel to an abandoned mine works, I think. But he runs out of money for labour and explosives halfway there. Everyone has scurvy. Dwight was seemed really happy when he realised it. Demelza <laughs> 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 keeps fishing while she's pregnant and Ross is pissed. Uh, Francis is an adorable puppy and he's trying to find ore on Trenwith lands with a divining rod? Yes, a divining rod. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Aunt Agatha points out that they need to keep George sweet. Verity comes back, yay, and she's yay! happy swanning about. She keeps like going off to Lisbon. Uh, but awkward, Andrew has grown children who kind of keep shunning them. Dwight hasn't been in contact with Caroline for three months following Fishbone Gate. Yes, I'm coining that term. And I assume he's really super busy not curing diseases because everybody is ill and Caroline is pissed. Dwight and Caroline have another intense sexual tension moment where he stares down her throat. George's henchman points out that Ross is wasting time and money during his um, shareholders meeting and he completely shuts down further plans for the tunnel thingy. And George buys even more shares in Will Leisure and Ross is again pissed. Naturally, this means that Ross makes some terrible decisions and decides to go into local smuggling. Um, he <laughs> lets some guy use Nampara Bay. Demelza's pissed again. <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> tries to play George, but he's clever than her and basically coerces her into spying for him. Ross does some smuggling. Demelza's pissed. Caroline <laughs> buys oranges for Dwight's patience. He's weirdly turned on by this as what I have dubbed fruit foreplay. George shows up at Wheel Leisure, shareholders meeting, like, bam, just walks in, like, hey, everybody, I have the most shares. Ross is like, oh, yeah, well, I have a Will Grace just down the road. We could use that instead. He sells half of his shares so he can reopen Will Grace with Francis. And, and I love I love the fact that, that he tells his uh, banker, you know, go for as high a price as you can get because George will definitely pay it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, hey, <laughs> Elizabeth overhears and runs to tell George like a sneaky 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 bit Verity meets Esther and she throws some mad shade at her George and Ross fight in a pub like it's EastEnders afterwards <laughs> Ross is angsty about whether to trust Francis so he sits on the dock stares out at, into some water and, and broods um, but he, then he's like, yeah, okay, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll trust him. Then uh, Francis comes along, as does Verity's husband. 
and Ross makes them become besties. Uh, Verity meets James. He seems kind of stupid. So when he's like, oh, I've got a new mother, I'm like, eh. <laughs> Demelza <laughs> is still fishing. She goes into mm-hmm. labour and manages to row all the way back to shore by herself, only to get harassed by her husband. They start a huge screaming match, and between fighting with Ross, Demelza manages to deliver a baby boy. His name is Jeremy, and we love him. He's adorable. Yay! Yay! And then some months pass, because Pollock and Will Grace is open. (laughs) They do some drinking. Demelza throws some more shade at Elizabeth by giving her that nice side-eye. And then Ross does his probably probably the last decent thing Ross does for a while <laughs> by declaring his love for her in a, some kind of strange speech about dog and stars. <laughs> and that was Poldark, everybody. I, I swear, I think it was like everybody was either pissed off or super happy. There was like nothing in between during this episode, but uh, I thought that there there was a lot of stuff that happened in it. They could have probably done it in a couple of episodes, but I I kind of like the pace yeah, of this too. one. Um, I didn't find the um, the wacky time frames um, as much of a distraction as they have been in the past episodes. Um, I mean, it still doesn't make any more sense, but you just go with it because it's going too fast. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know, you go, okay, they're doing this, and then, okay, now a month has gone by. All right, fine. Let's just keep moving. Keep yeah, moving. even though they packed so much uh, stuff into one episode, it didn't feel rushed, though. It was good. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's probably because they set a lot of this up earlier in the season. Um, How about we talk about the return of Verity? Oh, Verity! <laughs> he was wearing some fabulous outfits this week. Oh, like, wow. Get it, Verity. Marriage, so, so lovely. Well I love um, Verity's character so much, and Ruby plays her so well. The love and appreciation between she and uh, Verity and Andrew is uh, so lovely to see. I personally loathe him. Like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, get away from Verity. You're not good enough for her. I'm like, okay. She literally married a man who got so drunk he killed his wife. And we're all, like, super chill about this. Now, now, he didn't murder her. Oh, it was an accidental killing. We know how that goes in Do we know the truth? They got got into an argument and she tried to strike him and he pushed her. She hit her head. We don't have any footage, I that's, think. That's CSI pulled up. We try to work out what really happened. That's what he said happened. And yeah, but to be fair, I don't think anyone would be good enough for Verity. I mean... <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he is like selling her around and get, bestowing yeah. gifts on her. Mm-hmm. Being lovely to her. He, so, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm happy for her that, that she's found someone that, that she loves and is treating her well. Yeah, and to me, Verity, she's um, she's the most good-hearted uh, Paul Dark, I think. <laughs> and oh, um, smartest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, to me, she she totally deserves to be happy. Like in se- season one, she uh, she was the first um to be happy about Ross being back from the war, mm-hmm. and uh, she was the first who uh, took a Demelza under her wing after she married Ross. And so um and so yeah, and uh, I love her relationship with Ross and uh, this storyline in particular in this episode. To me, it was a one hundred percent realistic because. Um, I don't know if you guys know any people in real life who had a parent uh, remarry someone
someone else. Mm-hmm. It's really, uh, it's really hard, you know. Uh, whether it be um, after a divorce or a death, it's really hard. And um, having to prove yourself to uh, to the children, to let them know that uh, you belong and um, you didn't steal anyone's place. And I really thought that Ruby did a wonderful job in this episode and capturing that. Yes, very much so. And very much so. She's like, oh, you came too soon. She looks like <laughs> lost it. It's so cute. It's so cute. Like, oh. I was like, no, I mean, I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> just it's not perfect yet. <laughs> She's just like yeah. cute. Can we have her all the time? <laughs> oh, I think I think we need her. We need her much more often. And one of the things that I really like about the uh, the way that they're doing this adaptation is um, in the books. Verity is much farther away than yeah. uh, she is uh, on the show. Yeah. So there's uh, 20, 20 some odd miles between where um, Ross and Demelza are and where uh, Verity uh, is living. She's and in yeah, and so. Uh, in the show, it sounds like she is in Truro, and uh, logically, so- also, like I was ranting about this on Twitter yesterday, like it doesn't make sense. I, Historically, yeah. it makes no sense for somebody yeah. who would sail as often as he does to live in Truro. I'm just gonna go exactly. with it. But it's nice to it's nice to see that she and Demelza are able to to be together more often than they were in the books. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And when you compare Verity's scenes with Demelza to Demelza's scenes with Elizabeth, it's like friend. night and day. Speaking of Demelza is totally woke up about Elizabeth. There is, yes. there is, she is woke to Elizabeth's game and Elizabeth's BS. The side eyes that she gives Elizabeth at the end of the episode. Oh, were girl. Amazing. I want to, like, the just shade, bow down to Eleanor Tomlinson. You can see Elizabeth just going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love how long it's taken Elizabeth to figure it out because she was sort of doing it in the first scene where Elizabeth's like, are you sure you should be doing that? Ross is exactly. not approve. And Demelza's is just like, ugh. Sharp, well, it's not good. Yeah, it's like he's not gonna find out, is he? Mm-hmm. And just walks off. Like, ooh, honey, she 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 knows what you're up to. Elizabeth has been sneaky for a long time. We're finally seeing it pay off with Demelza, mm-hmm. like tweaking. Yeah. Oh yeah, she also, knows. Francis she knows. kind of knows as well, but he's like just written off as being really bitter. <laughs> You can be bitter and right at the same time. I do it constantly. (laughs) I think think Francis um, has accepted the fact that Elizabeth still has deep feelings for Ross, as does he. I mean, you know, not in a romantic sense, but in a fraternal sense. You know, he uh, clearly adores the the relationship that he has with his with his cousin. Uh, They were much more like brothers than cousins. And uh, for them to be coming back together and and uh, finding that friendship again, um, I know is is making Francis absolutely thrilled. You know that the sad thing is, you know, does Elizabeth even recognize uh, what she has in front of her, uh, nice. being blinded nice. by by her 
remembered uh, feelings for Ross, and that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. I'd marry Francis in a heartbeat. He's oh, hell yeah! Adorable. Perfect yeah. husband. Right? Uh, the other thing that I know I wanted to talk about was, as we're talking about Elizabeth, <laughs> how quickly she has jumped into, I'm a spy for you, George. I mean, she jumped on top of that. It's you know, interesting, because and- George has propositioned pre- other characters in the show, and they usually refuse him. Yeah. But Elizabeth... There's something about her that is either she's not very clever or she is secretly evil. <laughs> she is evil, I would she's say. She's like slightly attracted. She's a Slytherin, so she's attracted to the sneaky. <laughs> Think about how many scenes she spends like listening through keyholes. Oh, I want to know all this information and then I'm going to use it against people. Like that's not normal. Exactly. Exactly. Now, one of the things I, you know, I've noticed during one of my uh, rewatches um, is that George really threatens her to uh, give him that information. You know, he says something towards the end where, you know, she would be protecting those she loves. Who could that be? Mm-hmm. It ain't Francis. I wonder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It ain't Francis. It's Ross. So weirdly enough, she thinks that by telling George about Ross's business dealings, she's going to be protecting Ross. She hasn't really thought about that very hard, has she? (laughs) No, she hasn't. Which makes me think that she is falling into that uh, dumb bucket that we were were talking about. I think that she is attracted to, like, she has felt so powerless that she's like oh i can have a mediocre of control here if i'm sneaky and i go behind people's backs and i tell them like i think she just like wants to feel more important than she has been mm-hmm. and that's what appeals to her about george like he gives her some control over her life yeah but it's also just like incredibly stupid and short-sighted on her part to the yeah. point where i'm like girl think about this for longer than five seconds and I'd always felt that with Elizabeth, there was always this need uh, to be admired. And you know, we hear Ross reference that in the first season. You know, with Francis's downfall, uh, she lost some of the, the, the weight that she carried as the mistress of Trenwith. And so, you know, now perhaps, you know, she's seeing this as a way to um, secure herself as things go forward. George was pretty straight up about what he wanted from her. You know, a gradual increase of their formal intimacies. <laughs> what does that mean? It was Intimacy. Yeah, that whole scene was so incredibly gross, but I sort of saw the appeal of that, their ship. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. it would be really powerful if they teamed up together to be evil. Oh, yeah. In a weird way it was like he was seducing her to the dark side <laughs> it's not gonna take her very much to trip on over to the dark side thank you very much i like that he was just straight he wasn't trying to trick her he was just like these are the things that i would like from you and you're yes. going to provide them for me and she's like it's okay <laughs> all right we can do that uh, the other thing that um i absolutely loved was the <laughs> the rescue scene yeah. Uh, at the beach, we see, and I've seen that that gift set. I don't know how many times. We see the definition of marriage. Oh, wow. <laughs> in, in yeah. that scene. and of course, the thing that popped into my head when I was thinking about that was, you know, the the scene from Princess Bride, Malwedge. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliantly um, uh, acted. Um, I thought that uh, the um, the pacing between uh, both uh, Aiden and Eleanor was was absolutely perfect. And I love it. I could crown you, <laughs> and you shall after you deliver our child. Before the episode, Eleanor did a Q and A, and she said that was her favorite scene. So I was like waiting out for it, and it did not disappoint. <laughs> Um, before seeing that scene, because there were photos of them filming that last September, I had assumed that it was going to be some kind of like really dramatic emotional scene, and then you watch it. Me too! And it's like, I'm gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. I love their fight, because it's always like, one of them is angry about something very specific, and the other one will just immediately start yelling back like, I'm angry too! I don't know why we're arguing, but I hate you! <laughs> I hate you too. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like exactly. later, Ross is like, I don't know what we're arguing. <laughs> Just... I'm, I'm actually hashtag marriage, <laughs> marriage. Yes. Why do <clears throat> I love them fighting so much? <laughs> because it's real. Because yeah. it's real. Um, you know, it's it. They are uh, such a multi-dimensional, uh, flesh and blood, uh, real couple. You know, and it's it's passion. Um, it's love, it's fear, it's care, it's... it's. Um, how adorable was Ross's holding of baby Jeremy at the christening? Oh, oh my god. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. My, my phantom ovary just exploded. I, you know how some people, you know, with amputations have phantom nerve pain? It was me. <laughs> that was me. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. And the, the, the small slight smile on his face um was perfect was just perfect and that baby was adorable that baby is so much cuter than julia r.i.p julia so subtle and it's like at first it didn't he didn't seem like uh, he wanted to feel something and then as it um progresses there's like this uh, tiny smile appearing on his face and it was mm-hmm. so cute and uh so yeah props to aiden again i'm really looking forward to like uh scenes with jeremy and demelza because i'm like oh I love mm-hmm. Jeremy and Demelza. They're like OTP well, levels. Well, it's it's such a it's such a poignant uh, relationship between the two of them because you know as we know that that things are are going to things are going to get a little weird um, <laughs> in uh, Cornwall uh, in our next episode and <clears throat> Demelza uh, really relies upon Jeremy to uh, give her comfort and uh love during a pretty kind of dark time in um her life and we know that ross has some ambivalent feelings about uh having another child in their their lives um because of what happened to julia and so i think that as a result of that he winds up um being a little more distant and uh, with uh, Jeremy, and so I think that uh, we will uh, see that begin to manifest uh, as we move into the final six episodes that we have for season uh, two. Can you believe that there are six episodes left and they've already finished no. the book? <laughs> I'm like, no. no, I can't. But, you know, when I look at the books, and Jeremy is one of the shorter books. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and Ross, I think yeah. he um he um he's announced uh, free uh, from jail. I think at like the pages one uh, one hundred and sixty something like that. So yeah, it doesn't leave uh, much left to uh, develop the story. So a lot of people yeah, are complaining that they spent book. too much time at the trial, and I was like, it takes up about the same amount of space mm-hmm. if you ask me. Yeah. Like the pacing's about right in regards. To yeah, it. the way that. Ross encouraged Francis uh, to let go of his grudge mm-hmm. against Lamy following the the fist fight. You know, obviously, you know, the the reason for the fight is the the reason why Ross didn't want to hear anything from Francis about the past because Ross suspects and strongly suspects that Francis had a hand in the. Um, release of the names of Carmore. And uh, so, you know, by trying to avoid talking about that between he and Francis, they were able to to enter into this uh, new business arrangement. Um, but, you know, leave it to George to drop the penny and yeah. um, uh, confirm uh, what uh, everybody has suspected. I thought it was a really uh, slick way to get that grudge dealt with by Ross basically saying, dude, this is the last opportunity for us to get rid of the past. And it's a credit to Kyle's acting, both both Kyle and Aiden's um, performances, um, that you see that realization happen just from their uh, facial expressions and their eyes. So that's, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome awesome acting but i still think it's incredibly hypocritical for for us to be like (laughs) you should let go of the past and let go of old grudges and just become friends with your enemy the guy that shot you but he is like holding a grudge against george until he dies (laughs) (laughs) it's classic ross he has double standards for absolutely everything everybody has to be like really perfect but he makes tons of mistakes yes Fair enough, though. I would. I was like really egging him on when he was punching George, going for it. Like, he <laughs> oh my god, that was so epic! Face, like three times in a row, and I was like, "Yes, hit him that harder!" And the eyes, the eyes. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" It the got eye crazy. Was... Oh my god! Is it Game of Thrones or something? Yeah, the eye gouging was terrible. It still <sighs> managed to look really kind of mildly pathetic, like that fight in Bridget Jones. <laughs> Yeah. Like where you're kind of like these two toughs are fighting and they look silly. <laughs> okay, Caroline and yes, Dwight. my babies. I love them. <laughs> Caroline is an amazing, amazing character, and I love her, and I will defend her. There is something about Gabrielle Wilde's performance, mm-hmm. like the way she can just grins throughout saying some of the most awful things you've ever heard like they should all just be wiped out she's literally grinning (laughs) and you're just like you can't help thinking she's not serious she is just like she's goading Dwight and Dwight falls for every single time oh my gosh yes hook line and sinker it's like dude dude she is she is joking with you so hard do you not see <laughs> he takes her so seriously and she's like really you think that way and he walks away and he's like 
of course she doesn't. Oh God, Dwight, you're such an idiot. <laughs> he's like, he's so sincere that yes. he can't understand when someone's being <laughs> ironic. Mm-hmm. He's on him. He takes everything at face value. Caroline is never sincere. She will avoid being sincere at all costs. Mm-hmm. I just love them in scenes together because those two personalities are clashing and they're like, they're so cute. Uh, they, they, they are really, the, the both um, Luke and Gabrielle, their their chemistry is, is such a delight to see unfold on screen. They get cuter each episode, right? <laughs> oh. As does, as does Dwight's hair. Oh my god, his hair. I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with his... I yes. love it. It's so yes. floppy. Yeah, the, the floppy golden curls. It's like, he was not this hot in season one, right? It's nope. Like, he just, I don't like, think so. I'm a romantic nope. lead now. Let me get my hair game on fleek. I got a woman to woo. I need to make sure my hair is tight. I love so. um, when he goes to see Caroline, like, oh, you got me some oranges. And George shows up and is like, you know, Horace has a spot on his ear. And Caroline is immediately worried. She's like, oh my god, no, is Horace okay? My baby. I'm pretty sure she loves Horace more than she loves Dwight. <laughs> it's close. Of course. Oh, the scene where they said goodbye to each other, like, genuinely upset me. He has all the feels, and I just cannot wait for her to come back and, like, destroy him emotionally. It's gonna be really fun. Oh god, no it's not. <laughs> Their love story is beautiful. Beautiful. But I saw an ask, I don't know if it was like on the Poldark podcast Tumblr or yours, Rita, but there are some people who don't like Caroline. I don't understand this. I went in on that. I don't understand not liking Caroline because she's like one of the only funny characters on this show. You just need a, like she has this like energy she's the and a sense of humor and she's just delightful to watch like interacting yeah. with her with her uncle and like bringing him sweets and manipulating him into giving her money and I just love her. Yeah, I think that that the uh, relationship between Ray and Caroline uh, Penvenon is an absolute delight to see anytime the two of them are on screen and they are, you know, doing their witty banter, um, you know, about, uh, you should win and how she doesn't want to marry him. In this episode where, you know, she's saying that, you know, you know, as far as, as Dwight's concerned, she could be dead and, (laughs) you know, it comes back is like, well, he probably realizes that if that were to happen, I would let him know. You know? <laughs> just, just a little kind of comments that the two of them have together. It's a really sweet relationship that they have. Really adorable. He's such mm-hmm. a great addition to the cast. I really love all of the new characters they have this season. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Should we do questions? Questions. Okay, anonymous. Did anyone else notice they reused a scene from season one? Demelza was asleep and Ross was looking over papers in bed. I guess they figured no point in filming the same type of scene if they've already got one on tape. <gasps> I did notice oh. this. Almost as soon oh, as yeah. he, I, he, yep. put, he put the, like, a piece of paper down on the bed and I was like, I gift that. You and Demelza's hair, like, it was so season one. Like, her hair is much short, longer now. Fluffy. Yeah, it's like, okay, let's just flip the orientation and no one will know this. It's like, um, where's the scar? Where's the scar? His hair was better as well. Like, we know. 
You can't yeah. trick us. They also it's did this like in the... the episode ten times already. <laughs> <laughs> they did this in um, episode one. They reused some aerial shots. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, you can't do this. Do yep. you understand how many times I've seen season one? <laughs> it's like, and there's like a shot of Ross walking like from behind when he's like entering the Red Lion. I think it yes. was like yes. 108. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they used this one too. In series one, it was like slow motion. But in mm-hmm. this episode, it was like normal. So, yeah. yeah. You can't I mean, we notice everything. Okay, let's see. Um, this was from Our Own Little Fairy Tale. In the books, does George truly feel for Elizabeth, or is it more that she is Francis's wife and he wants to control as many pole darks as possible? Thanks. P.S. Absolutely love the podcast. Thank you very much Thank for you. the question. We really appreciate that. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Um, this was something that um, I know I had a conversation, I believe it was with... Uh, Rain Puddle 13 about the um, about George in the books and George on screen. You know, I think that that there is a huge part of George that sees Elizabeth as this trophy uh, that if he can um, capture her, that you know it will help him in his ascent from um, being a, a blacksmith's grandson into being uh, seen as a gentleman because, you know, Elizabeth is such a prize. Of course, she would wind up marrying, um, you know, if she marries George, then, you know, his street cred goes up. So I think that George really does feel um, like he must have her uh, like an obsession. Um, However, the thought of taking something away from both Francis and Ross, something that they both loved, must play a part in this. Um, I personally think that George loves Elizabeth in the same way that Ross does, i.e. not really, just sort of out of pride and sort of wanting to own her. Yeah, me too. I mean... So she's an, she's an ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think she sort of sets herself up to be one. Yeah, I think that's absolutely. the only sort of love that Elizabeth would ever be comfortable with in a weird sense because that's what she's been taught she's been taught to be held up as some kind of idea of a woman rather than actually being a woman yeah she's just she's there born... for, for to be somebody's wife rather than being an individual she's born to be admired yeah which so... is sad i think it's really really but... sad okay so third question from j hope i'm your hope I haven't read the book, so I don't know if I'm right or wrong here, but I feel like something really bad is coming. Why would they lengthen the series if they didn't need more story, you think? Especially with Elizabeth and Francis. Every time I think they've reconciled, George or Ross seem to come back into the picture. You got some good well, instincts. Yeah, very good instincts. <laughs> very well, good instincts. Well, uh, yes. Uh, it's, um, I think the season is going to get uh, much darker and... Um, well, I'm currently reading Wall again. I'm halfway through the book. So even though I know what's going to happen, I haven't really finished reading it. So, But yes, I know that uh, some really bad stuff um, is coming, and uh, without spoiling, of course. But uh, yeah, we are in for a uh, very big emotional roller coaster, I think. And I yeah. think also in the previews, you can see mm-hmm. that Elizabeth 
she is determined. Is it, is it really George Georgia Ross comes between them? It's like no, Elizabeth comes between <laughs> Elizabeth and Francis. Yeah, she's the one yeah. that's uh, ruining, ruining everything. Girl. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the previews that they gave us for next week's episode make it very clear that there is. Um, uh, Elizabeth is getting uh, pretty assertive about what she wants. She's not uh, done. And uh, that it it is just going to go downhill from there um, because she's going to, she's going to basically light that fuse um, within Ross's brain that will divert his attentions um, in a direction that they really don't need to be going in. Um, just let but, things uh, go, damn it. Exactly, exactly. So uh, there, there are some bad things that are coming, but I think what we will see is um, how one comes to terms with um, some really negative stuff that winds up happening and, and how a couple navigates through uh, that kind of uh, situation uh, and comes out on the other side. I mean, there are no spoilers here. There are 12 books. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have the internet. Bad you don't things want to happen. The, the story does continue. Um, so, uh, but we're going to wind up going through a particularly rocky, rocky patch uh, over the course of the next several episodes. So it's from Beetle Ing. So hello, <laughs> girls. Paola here from Paul Dark, Argentina. Hello. Hey. I'm really looking forward to hear this week's podcast. The episode was really great. The best of this season. I agree. I think I said the same thing after each episode, but in this one, so many things happened. They literally could have done three episodes out of this one. True. So did you notice the bedroom scene when Ross is with his papers and the mouth is sleeping was the same from 104? It was odd to me because they were both naked and that wouldn't have happened now. My mm -hmm. favorite scene was the rescue scene. I think Demelza had it under, under control. She would have reached the house anyway. <laughs> she would. <laughs> With the two of them fighting like any other couple when the baby's coming. Especially for the, for the subtext, I'm sorry, of what they were saying. Because Ross was talking about that particular moment. Demelza was saying, where would you be if I hadn't come along in a more general way? Where would Ross be without Demelza? I suppose we're going to find out eventually. And uh, yeah, and the rest of the question is a spoiler, I think. Yeah, so we're not going to read that. No. Yeah, we yeah. haven't actually um, talked about uh, this this particular um, thing where that... Where would Ross uh, be? Where, where would Ross be if Demelza hadn't come along? Probably Which dead. Is a good question. <laughs> well, one yeah. of the... Yeah, one of the things that I saw on Tumblr today, uh, one of the folks that I follow, uh, Shiparker, uh, made a, an observation that the last scene in the episode where Ross is talking about the dog star and mm. how he found his star at a dog fight, um, it really echoes uh, a line that comes up in a later book where, you know, Ross is reflecting on, you know, their relationship and he says something along the lines of, you know, it was the luckiest day of my life, you know, stumbling into you, <laughs> you know, in that dogfight. Um, and, um, you know, so I think that that was, I mean, that was probably one of those classic Romelza moments where you just go, 
Oh, they're so sweet. And in season one, too, um, after Julia was born, um, Ross said, uh, I'm already a better man because of you. Yes. Yes. There's also that, um, it totally echoes to um, where would Ross be if Demelza hadn't come along. So, you know, with regards to the rescue scene, and it says, I think Demelza had it under control, she would have reached the house anyway. In the book, she actually does. Yeah. Makes it all the way back to the beach and then all the way home. So Ross does not rescue her uh, in the book. She manages to make her get herself back home. No, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. Somebody was really pissed that they changed that and that <laughs> she was really. Yeah, they were. They they were like, well, she's a capable woman. She can handle herself, and they're making her I thought it some didn't... kind of hero. The scene was still epic. I think <laughs> so. <laughs> no, but that was before they saw the episode. And then, like, yeah. when you see it in context, she would have made it back fine. <laughs> like, it oh. wasn't much of a rescue, was it? He shows up and she's like, I'm fine. But yeah, she's just kind of like, yeah, I got this. Ow. Just, you know, let me get, keep going. Ow. Uh, <laughs> You're grateful. Ow. Uh, uh, but, uh, but yeah. It. He picks her up and she's like wriggling. Out. Yeah, stop wriggling. It was a great scene. It was a great scene. Uh, and I would say that's probably my favorite scene so far. Of the entire season? I think so. Ooh. No wonder Aiden dropped Eleanor. Did you see those waves? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, you see the camera going underwater several times, and I mean, it, it, it was no joke um, with some of those waves coming in. But uh, but yeah, it was. I I thought it was wonderful. Now ask me next week if that is still my favorite scene, and I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. I know what my favorite scene will be, and it hasn't even aired yet. <laughs> oh yes, yes. The 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 preview. It is time for a hot tub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But yeah, so we have the bath scene that's coming up, which you know I immediately was just like, "Oh my god, this looks cool!" Um, and then you know and then we got... started talking about it, and it's like it's probably a sad scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not go there. Uh, give me, give me some reason to hope. Um, you know, we've talked about Elizabeth um, and the scene that she has with Ross at the dinner party. Um, she is seriously flinging down the gauntlet, you know, basically tossing her husband out the window like yesterday's garbage and telling Ross that she screwed up. Please. Ross is standing there being adorable. How dare she treat him this way? I know. It's just crazy. Let's see. Um, Ross is uh, going to wind up um, exceeding his uh, current idiot status by, you know, several <laughs> levels, I think, uh, as we move forward into uh, this session. And then, um, you know, there was a scene, uh, it may have been a still, uh, that was on the Far, Far Away site of Francis with a... Lantern. Lantern, which is causing me... Heart palpitations. <laughs> a, a little worry. Um, oh, but... I didn't see it. Oh, no. Yeah. So, um, the you stills know... are all really, really dull, which is how you know that there's going to be some, like, there's going to be some dramatic <laughs> shit going down. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to next week. You know, obviously it, it seems like we're, we're living just to get through the week so that Sunday gets here. And we can watch. You know, I'm I'm really happy that the U.S. watcher or U.S. viewers are 
now um, seeing new Poldark on their televisions. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I look forward to hearing some of their feedback on um, these episodes as they go forward. So tell us what you think, Americans. You're important, too. Even if you are two weeks behind. <laughs> yeah, U.S. viewers represent. Let us know what you think, and um, uh, we will uh, start to incorporate some of your feedback uh, into our uh, podcasts. So if you don't mind having spoilers, uh, please feel free to catch up. If anybody wants to get in touch, you can message us on the blog or tweet us on our respective Twitter, whatever. Just, just get in contact. We'll read yeah. it out. It'll be fun for you. You'll be, like, Absolutely. famous. <laughs> Absolutely. We we want to hear from more of you, so don't hesitate to drop us an ask and uh, an ask. And uh, uh, please uh, let us know what you think. Yay! That's it from us this week. With an episode, yay! We will be back for 205. We'll be halfway yay. through the season, bitches. Well, Already! Yay. I'm not ready for that, because that means it'll end and then and then what we have to wait another year it's fine like by the time it ends you'll be like just get this over with i'm done with this emotional trauma (laughs) (laughs) probably get me to season three bye bye everybody Bye, bye. bye guys we'll talk to you next week whether you like it or not